Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's a real pleasure to have you with us. My next guest is Larry Venable, and he's from Topline Coach. He's the founder of that organization. And Larry is a Vistage speaker as well with Vistage International. So we know he's a great speaker, and he's in the business of helping salespeople and business owners grow their revenues. And he wants to share uh, with you, our listeners, some ideas on how to hire and motivate sales superstars. And we all want to motivate those sales superstars. So, Larry, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, my pleasure, Bill. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on. We always like this topic because everybody has people in their organization that they think could perform better in the sales department. Larry, how did you get started in this field? Well, uh, (laughs) right out of college, I got a sales job with 3M Company. And I was with them in the field for three or four years, and then I became a sales manager. And then I ended up being manager of sales training at 3M, and I did that for 10 years, and it was one of the great things I've ever done. And we, I worked with hundreds of salespeople across the country who were 3M salespeople, and they became very successful. And then I left 3M to become a professional speaker, and I did seminars on leadership management, sales, customer relations, that type of thing. And I traveled all over the world. I did seminars in eight different countries on those topics. So, And then um, I became a Vistage chair, and I presume most of your listeners know what that is. It's the world's largest organization of CEOs, and I was a chair in, in Florida for 10 years. And I uh, uh, just love that. That was a great, great, great hey. work for me. Yeah, and for those that don't know what a chair, a chair is, is the, the organizer of these, kind of like a, a board for uh, for small business owners. It's, tw- it's usually 10 or 12 business owners or so, right? Exactly. These 12 business owners basically serve as each other's board of advisors. We've got 12 non-competing companies, and they share their ideas, their challenges, their frustrations, their issues, and they help each other work them through. So it's been a great organization. Uh, Topline Coach, who I'm... I am, am I am a coach, and my son and I have this company. My son spends his time as an interim sales manager or a fractional sales manager. I spend my time coaching CEOs and VPs, uh, high-level people. So that's our oh, business. Great. That's a nice little family business. That's great. Yes, it is. So, you know, there we all know there's tons of salespeople out there. Some people start out in sales, and they find out they're not cut out for it, but how many uh, or what percentage of salespeople would you say are successful today? That's a great question, and there's obviously no great answer. Uh, there's been all kinds of studies. Harvard did a study that said 10% of the salespeople sell 90% of the goods and services. I'm not sure that's true. I certainly think it would be 80-20. Uh, in typically or typical organizations, you've got one or two top really good salespeople, and the rest are just average or below average. And I think the biggest mistake that uh, companies make, particularly the uh, you know the private smaller business, 
not the giant corporations. The biggest mistake they make is that the owner does not focus on finding some somebody with, that's really good at sales. And the other thing is that they tolerate mediocrity. They let these people just kind of go through with average sales. And they don't – imagine if an, an owner took a, some time to really focus and make this a priority and went out and got somebody who was really good at selling. They could generate a lot of revenues that would help them position their company for a sale somewhere down the line. And so they tolerate the whether eighty twenty or ten ninety rule. Ten ninety sounds it, awful. <laughs> eighty yeah, twenty no, sounds reasonable. <laughs> yeah, right. I think that's more in line, but it, it's so true. I think the average salesperson. I read this somewhere. The average salesperson lasts nineteen months, meaning that oh. they just don't quite cut it. They just don't make it. They finally give up, or they get tank, they get fired by their owner, and uh, that's an average. Well, so you know, let, we're going to talk about that a little bit about how you know how long they should stay on. But but you talked about that the the business owners should be out looking and finding good salespeople. Where do they look? Where do they find quality salespeople? Well, first off, uh, don't wait for somebody to apply for the job. It isn't probably going to happen. Any that anybody that's really good probably has already got a job and may be content. Uh, I think you can go after those people. I would think about who's the best salesperson who calls on me. Or I could ask my business friends, who's the best salesperson who calls on you? Uh, I would go to all kinds of networking events. I'd connect with people. And I would, I'd look for people who really got this ability um, to, to communicate. And they've got high drive and they can, they can sell. I think you've got to go out after them. And I, I think you can do that. So, so keep your eyes wide open in all situations. It's not hard to spot good talent. Is that what you're saying? Right. Have you ever heard of Harvey McKay? Wrote the book. Um, of course, Swimming with the Sharks. Swimming with the Sharks. Yep. He's got a great line. He says, "I am never not hiring." He's always on the lookout, and when he sees somebody really good, he goes after them. That's the attitude I would take. I would make it a priority. I would not allow. I would not. Uh, tolerate mediocrity I would replace the a lot of companies have a have a standard they replace the top I should say the lower 10 or 20 percent every year they just weed them out and yeah keep bringing yeah. in new blood. okay and that was going to be my next question you said the average salesperson lasts 19 months but at what point should a uh, an owner or a sales manager be evaluating and cutting bait <laughs> uh, I would say always you know, it's uh, well from a from a new person coming in. What? How much time do you give a new person before they they're showing their spots? Three to six months. Six months, probably. Yeah. Uh, it depends on their experience. Uh, let me say this: that uh, there are three factors in uh, thinking about who do I want for a sales job, and the first and by far the most important is the personality type. That's why I recommend, and I'll get to that, uh, you've got to do some kind of personality assessment on everybody that you interview in before you interview them to make sure that they've got two things. They've got high drive, meaning energy, perseverance, dedication, commitment. Number two, they've got a high level of relational skills. They can communicate well. They can meet with people. They know how to ask questions. They can carry on conversations. And if you don't get somebody who can do both of those things, I wouldn't even bother interviewing them. 
So you look for those kinds of people. Uh, three factors. One, I want the right personality. Number two, I want to find somebody who can sell. And industry experience is practically, I, I would say that's way to the bottom. I say don't bother looking for experience unless you require very, very special knowledge. It's far easier to teach product knowledge than it is selling skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. So we said you said personality and selling skills. Was there a third one there? Did I miss it? Industry experience. Okay. And okay. I and it's a factor, but I'm saying it ranks very, very low unless you've got a very technical product. Okay, and that can that can be learned rather quickly, but the the concept of yeah. someone, you know, it, let me let me ask you your opinion on this. Are a lot of people much that go into sales better suited to go into a role of being a teacher somewhere? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, what's interesting is that colleges don't even most colleges do not offer sales courses certainly they don't offer sales majors there's only very very handful of schools that offer sales majors in fact my granddaughter is in one of them and uh, as a result people people who are 18 19 going into college have no thought about they're ever going to be in sales they want to be you know they want to get into they, they don't even know and so nobody majors in sales. Then they get out of college and realize that there's no other place to make good money and there's no jobs available for political science majors or whatever. And so they end right. up in sales. And, um, and in fact, even if they end up in a professional practice, it, um, that's that's the most technical thing you can think of. There's going to be selling. <laughs> there's going to be selling involved on a daily basis in one way or another, abs- right? Great point, and uh, you know I would encourage every young person to take some kind of sales class, even if you don't go in sales, just to understand that concept. It's so important. Well, if somebody, you know, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Well, I was going to say the guy that shows up uh, in you know in the middle of the day with the work is done, he's in the convertible, he's coaching the baseball team. That's probably a sales guy. Bingo. When I, t- I tell people when you interview somebody, what you want to look for are people who have achieved in other areas. Uh, they've achieved in sports or at, at various activities. They're president of the club or the fraternity. They, uh, they've achieved. You want people that have empathy, people who can have strong people skills or good listeners and so forth. I want to find people who have the ability to handle rejection. They've got some degree of self-confidence so that they don't take rejection personally. And at the same time, you've got to have somebody who's got good work habits, good discipline, ability to think on their feet. And so if I were interviewing, I would ask questions like, um, tell me about your other life. Don't even ask them too many questions about the job. Ask about, tell me two or three things of which you're most proud. What self-improvement books have you read? What organizations do you belong to? Who's the best salesperson you ever met? Tell me about your childhood. I, I, would, I want to learn about that person. And I want somebody who is a driver and who can relate to people. That's, those are great, great tips. You know, uh, I, I always told my sales manager long ago, take the guy out to golf. If he hits the ball in the weeds and he looks, he's looking for the ball 20 yards past where he hit it into the weeds, hire him. He believes in himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. 
that's cute. Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, it I really is about it's, it's about that confidence yeah. and that ability to get back yeah. on your feet yeah. because there's a lot of rejection, exactly. right? What I do say is that if you if you've got if you've got a contact or if you run an ad and you get a response, I would screen with a phone call, and I would test their ability to sell by making it difficult to get to see me. Make them sell me on an interview. Uh, give them some rejection. Make them convince you that they're worth an interview. And then, if you've you've chose that person, then I would give them that personality test we talked about. I use the LDP, which has been val validated to predict success in salespeople. And so give them, a, give them this assessment, make sure you get the, make sure they've got the right personality. And if they don't, I wouldn't even bother interviewing them. Mm -hmm. When they come into the interview, that's when you ask those questions that we just talked about. Now, Larry, the building blocks are always going to be the building blocks. But if I were to ask you and if I were to ask your son, who's also in business with you, what's right. changed since when you started teaching selling and what he's teaching selling now? What's changed in consumer behavior or what's, what are some of the nuances that he, that he might say are important versus what you might say are important besides the building blocks? Well, the big change is the Internet. And, of course, today the typical buyer uh, it probably knows as much about the product as you do. If, if they want something, they have, they do all kinds of research on the internet. They learn all kinds of questions to ask. You've got to be prepared for that. And you also got to be able to find ways of marketing on the internet. Uh, and you've got to be able to, uh, pose your, 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 um, postings in a, in a way that creates a need in the customer's mind that maybe they hadn't thought of. So the internet is the big changer. There's no question about that. That that knowledgeable consumer that has the information at their fingertips. But the, on the other yeah. side of that, what I've heard from a lot of people, when they do come in to buy, they're there to buy because they've already done the research. So then you have to use your your personality skills, right? Valid yeah. point. That's why networking becomes so important. Uh, anybody who's really good in sales has to be known. You've got to be known in your community. You've got to get out there and uh, make yourself visible. And although the network, or excuse me, the, the Internet has been a major change, a major factor, I still think people buy from somebody they can trust. I, I will always think that. And uh, I, I, I want to buy from somebody I, I feel is I'm in good hands with. I can trust them to take care of me. I still think that's a major factor. I like that. It's not just at the time of transaction when you're valuable. It's some point down the road right. when they know they can rely on you and call on you. Exactly. Great tips. Now, you, you're offering our listeners 50% off on a uh, sales profile assessment if they contact you to arrange such. What, what, what does that correct. entail? What does that entail? Well, this assessment is a, is a personality Profile. It gives you a personality profile. It tells you this person's uh, aptitudes, attitudes, behaviors. Uh, that's when you measure their drive. You will get a report. You get several reports. You will get a report that shows you the nine uh, factors in selling. How do they prospect? How do they handle resistance? How do they close? All those kinds of things. It will give you indication on how much energy and drive they have. It will give you an information on how, how well they relate to other people. And so you'll get – actually, this produces several reports. 
They're very valuable. As I said earlier, they've been, it's been validated to predict success in salespeople. So I would like to offer the listeners, maybe the owner would like to take it him or herself, or maybe they've got somebody they want to interview. Have them take this this assessment, and I'll give them, as I said, 50% off the first first one they do. And I, now, I can almost guarantee they will like your results. I, w- I would think the smart listener would take that one out of ten top salesperson they've got, have them take the test, and then and then come back to you when they're hiring somebody else and see if they meet that profile. What do you think about exactly that idea? Exactly right. Absolutely right. In fact, one yeah. of the ways that people use these profiles is to test their really best people and then find people just like that. Absolutely exactly. correct. It it seems so. It seems like such common sense, Larry. You're you're a fantastic. You communicate very very clearly and very well. I can I can tell a, a Vistage audience or another business group would would just be really pleased to have you come in and talk about sales in common sense terms that that really open people's eyes to what they should be looking for because that's the key is finding those good salespeople. Larry, how do our listeners best get in touch with you? Well, the easiest way is our website, toplinecoach.com, or they can write me directly, lwvenable at gmail.com, V-E-N-A-B-L-E, lwvenable at gmail.com. Again, lwvenable, A-B-L-E, at gmail.com. Very simple. And I don't, I don't know where Hot Springs Village is, but I want to come visit. It sounds like a fun place. Where, what state are you in? It's in Arkansas. Uh, it's a it's a golfer's paradise in the mountains. We have mild climate. It's uh, about an hour west of Little Rock in Arkansas. It's probably the best retirement community in the nation. I am now uh, mostly retired, but I still do some coaching. And my son has obviously has taken over the business. So I'm uh, I'm up there where I can spend some time uh, playing golf and all of that. But I still do some work on the side. I do some coaching, as I said. So I'm I'm permanently semi-retired, which I love. I like that. <laughs> That's great, Larry. A real pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been very informative. And again, uh, I hope you'll come back and and speak with us again sometime and tell us some more tips and ideas and precautions for our listeners. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Goodbye. We're gonna take a short break. We'll be right back after this. So please stay with us. Hi, everybody. This is Spike Rio with The Exit Coach. Business owners, can you name the eight key value drivers that you and your managers should be focusing on to increase the value of your business? Introducing the Sellability Score Index. Visit our website and answer 25 questions about your business, and you will instantly receive your Sellability Score, showing you how well you stack up in the eight value driver areas. It's a great management tool. It's absolutely free for our listeners. Just visit ExitCoachRadio.com and click Get My Sellability Score. Does thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone keep you awake at night? Will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement? The BEI Network of Exit Planning Professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms. Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at ExitPlanning.com. That's ExitPlanning.com. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 